Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the chilly and then some voice of your local announcer. All here to gather together in the way that will break through as we find deliciousness. And that's what we're looking for, deliciousness. Coming to you from New Orleans, in the New Orleans um, radio station that we have loved for uh, 105.3 FM HD2. This is a program about nothing but food, and uh, we've been doing that for a while. I'm happy to have been part of that. And uh, you are part of it, too, whether you know it or not, but you are more than welcome to join us on our little radio program and tell us about things that you have eaten lately that you thought were really good or really badly or uh, anything else on your mind. That's the way we work around here. Our number is 260-6368, 260-6368. And again, I tell you, you can uh, bring in whatever you want to talk about. And one more piece of information uh, that will make our um, our little get-together even more fun. Marianne is here. Hi. Hi. Season's greetings. I wasn't sure we'd we'd see you today because there were so many things you had to climb through on the streets. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But everything worked out fine. So here you are. Yeah. Here I am. And we are both awaiting the arrival of Adam Aquistapace, who should Mm -hmm. be walking in momentarily with a couple of mid priced champagnes. That are obscure. Let's see how let's see how obscure they are that people just don't know about. So hopefully, mm-hmm. he will enlighten us for the season, and you can impress your friends with something they didn't know about when you bring the champagne to the party. Oh, okay. Wh- who starts? Well, Adam's going to start oh, when he oh, arrives. Oh, when, when he gets here. Okay. Yes. Yes. And well, uh, that's a, a great subject. I think since I spend most of my time thinking about how to impress people. This is important for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. That's just a joke. Anyway. Two six zero six three six eight. If you would like to chat, but only for a minute, if you you know, some a very weird thing. It's almost like the planets are out of alignment, but for most of the week this week, we've had a caller on the line when we started the show. And it's just got, you know, it's it's just kind of reset the counter. So I'm starting to get spoiled and think that we're going to have a caller really quickly. So if you were just dying to call us, we're on the air oh, now. You we, can call we're, we're here. and slip in before Adam does because we're going to be uh, having a, a champagne tasting. Wonderful. I uh, do love champagne. It's one of the few. Actually, it's really the only thing that I ever drink. Yeah. And uh, except an occasional beer, but um, but champagne I do drink, and here he is. I think. Hey, I love your coat. Pick a place. Anywhere. Oh, he even brought glasses. I cleaned all the glasses. I brought my glasses. I've been in there scrubbing them in the bathroom, but I like your your plastic ones better. That's good. I can't see a damn thing without my glasses. Well, then put them back on for heaven's sake. Okay. 
Yeah, there we go. Oh, this much. We have Adam Aquistapace who Adam. showed Thanks up for just being now, back here again. and he's bringing some some it. champagnes for us. So, yeah. so yeah. we're trying to impress our friends this holiday season. You know, we so, had uh, uh, over the years. This this radio show has been around a ridiculous amount of time. Yes, it has. Uh, Max Zander, I'm. I'll bet you you know who that is. Of course. Yeah. Uh, he was on the show once. As a matter of fact, he used to come, I think, once every two or three weeks or so. And uh, we would talk about wine all over the place. It was, it was terrific. And uh, one uh, time he, he showed up and he said, I think uh, that it's time, because it's, it's New Year's is next week, that we uh, talk about uh, why don't we just do it all uh, in the way of of uh, champagne, and we'll talk about that. And I said, that's the best imaginable idea, just considering all the corks that will be spocked. Or it sp- is. It is a good idea. Yeah, and guess what? We have a caller already. <laughs> guess who it is? I'm not sure. Your brother. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Although, Doug, you spelled his name wrong. He spells it with a K. He does spell it with a K, He right? does. He does he spell does. it with a K. Okay, so here we have Adam Aquistapace. And if you are not on the North Shore, you might not know these guys, but they have an incredible operation over there. I've said this many times on the air. If I can't I... find an item that is really, really obscure... But very gourmet, I know exactly where to go. And the chances are you're going to have at least one of those tucked away on the shelf somewhere. It's very possible. Mm -hmm. No, it's true. It's absolutely true. When I need something like that, that's where I go. But if you don't know the Aquistapaces, they have uh, an enormous array of spirits and wines what like best in six states or something it's pretty crazy yeah so we carry we talk about 6300 wines in Ooh, our, wow, in our covington and mandeville uh, is it is, I, i've heard some pretty high uh, statistics <laughs> statistics yeah. that have come out on this but boy i had never heard that figure yet well you also yeah. have beers we do your yeah. beers yeah so we, yeah. we so depending on the store we, we kind of have a little bit different selection and we have three stores I know. Uh, we have I also know. have one on Slide L, which we is kind of a different. We talk about the humidor, too. Yeah, which is kind of a different <laughs> model. But, uh, but yeah, so we, we carry around 2,500 spirits in our both our Covington yeah. and Mandeville mm. location. So, in other words, this, this little thing that I have about when I need something no one's ever heard of, I go to a, a Quistapace, also applies to wines and spirits and beers, too. There's a lot of that, yeah. And, and, if, we, and if we don't have it, we, we will it. find it. And if we can't get it, um, nobody can get it in our that. market. Yeah, I it, do believe that because the, the the way the distribution works in the in the state of Louisiana, the product has to be available here. But we are we are really good. You're on top of at it. getting stuff. Yeah, we have a, a small army of people, and that's what they do. They find stuff. Uh huh. Okay. Well, that's that's kind of the whole idea. Yeah, it is. You know? We have a caller, not on the not right now, but we have a caller named Mike, who I think you know. And um, and so off the air, I'm going to ask you to tell me about Mike because I'm very curious about him. He has he has a fake voice when he calls, <laughs> but he hangs out in your store all the time. He does. I hear. So um, so I, I'm sure he's going to call today. He might. Yeah, because he's always apparently always talks about I went to Aquistapace today and that's kind of every day. So boy, yeah, yeah, you know, you think about it and buying wines uh, gets to be. Almost like a, a something you sign up for, and they people tell you, "Well, no, you're not good enough." And it, but uh, it's of course it's not like that. But it's uh, 
it's it's something that people really get worked up about. Uh, what, certainly, the, about the, the hierarchy of wines, the snootiness, the wine snootiness. Well, I don't find it snooty. Well, I do. Well, I do, but I don't like, know anything about wine, the, and uh... I'm I'm definitely an outlier. <laughs> there's no two ways about yeah. it. So I started to talk about Eric. So there's the wine thing. The okay, wine so there's thing. three Aquistapaces. There's the dad, yes, who is uh, Steve, who is um, probably the one who procures the Jacques Therese chocolate chip cookie mix. Well, he, he maybe he maybe he used to. So no, you don't have it. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, have yeah. And then there's Adam, who sources all of the spirits and wines. And then there's Eric, who travels around the world digging up cheeses, not literally, but but. Um, but finding them. Yeah, we all kind of have a little bit different different yeah. role, and it all it all really kind of fits together. So yeah, really. so everybody kind of gravitates to what they're you know natural at. I mean, my dad has been in the grocery business right. since he was a little boy. Well, your um, mom was a swagman, right? No, my grandmother was your a swagman. My grandmother was a swagman. Wow. Yeah, a swagman. That yeah, ex- that so, explains. Well, that's I mean that's how that's you know that's how our grocery roots started. Yeah. Uh-huh. And my grandmother was a swagman. She was she was born upstairs on Pioneer Burgundy Street. She took care of the house upstairs and her brothers hmm. ran the store downstairs and but that but my, my grandparents left the Schwegmans part of the business in the late 50s and then they they opened up their own store in Covington in 1963. The Aquista Pace. It was it was it wasn't called Aquista Paces. It was called uh, Claiborne Hill. Nobody uh-huh. could pronounce it. Anyway. No, it wouldn't. They wouldn't. We, it took many years. I can't spell it. it took many years and a lot of and a, and a lot of uh, advertisements and marketing to to get people to learn how to 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 spell our name. And it was and it was all kind of serendipitous a little bit so you know we we made a lot of changes at one time and we were able to there was a lot of things that just kind of happened in a, in a in a good way and we uh we were able to rebrand ourselves and and kind of start some things fresh and we as opposed to taking another name we we, we took we took our own and yeah. we created our own identity yeah what i find most interesting about your store is the clientele operates on all spectrums. You have the poorest and the richest and everything in between. And that's kind of a challenge to service all of those price points. We well, so our, our Covington location is a full is a full supermarket. Um, and so we we do we do, we do carry you everything. Really do. But but look, we so I mean, I'm I'm I, I live in Covington. I'm from Covington. And Covington has, you know, you know, is you know when I think of, when I think of Covington is a little bit different than what it looks like what it looks like now. So we really do right, yeah. we really do have we have a lot of customers. We're kind of like the town square. You if are. That makes sense. You so we're kind are. of the ta- we're kind of the town square. And town square. And we have and, and we so what we we try to do our best to service to service everyone. I mean, we carry we, we carry we, we carry we carry discount type products. We carry luxury products, and and we just we stock these things and 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 people come and it's very interesting to see. What people buy yeah, in our in, in our store. The one thing that strikes me about your store is uh, something that you don't really expect, but that is the size of the cheese department. It it is. Eric's so, a little uh, crazed about his cheese. Yeah. So so Eric <laughs> Eric is real. Eric's the, I mean Eric's the che- Eric's the cheese guy, and uh, we kind of. We kind of. Uh, I like your cheese events. Oh, those are those cheese are outstanding. wheels the size of cars. We we have we we own the world record in cheese <laughs> in in cheese carving. I think you had that exactly. gigantic right. cheddar in there. It was the, like the taller largest, than people. The largest cheese carving in the world, and I'll t- yeah. but I'll tell you what. So even though last year 
that our cheese carving won the Guinness, was was admitted to the Guinness Book of World Records. This year, we 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 did the same thing. We brought in a, a larger piece of cheese, and this one actually crushed our one last year. But but mm. I mean. <laughs> Why beat yourself, right? I mean, we already yeah. won. We already won. So uh, a lot of spaghetti and meatballs after that. Huh? No, it's you know, a cheddar. Right? Yeah, it's, it's a, che- a it's a it's a cheddar, cheddar. it's a cheddar cheese. Okay. Is it still there? Because I we see have a little it. we have a little it's bit shrinking. Yeah, we have a little bit left. There's not much. Um, uh-huh. You know, we, oh, then, then poor boy sandwiches. That's yeah, right. With a lot of cheese. We could. Well, we, mac and you know, cheese. We could. We do. It, you know what? Let me tell you. It is outstanding for mac for mac and cheese. Outstanding. It is so. What is it? It's cheddar. Yeah, but like from where? Wisconsin? Wisconsin, yeah. So yeah. so we get together with uh, Kurt Henning, who has Hennings in uh, Wisconsin. And that's what he – he specialized – well, I mean, he makes a lot of good cheddar cheese. But there's one that's called – he makes a mammoth cheddar. And so this mm. – the one that we just had come in was over 4,100 pounds. I mean, to get – It's almost worth it to drive up there to see it. I wow. mean, the thing is massive. It's like a car. Yeah, and most – I mean, most all of it's gone. I mean, to kind of put it in perspective, yeah. it's from me to you, and it's about seven feet tall. I know. I've seen it. And it's a I big see. and it's a big cylinder. So it's – Yeah, it's crazy. It's, but it's, but it's every big. time I go in there, it shrinks a little bit. Yeah, yeah. so we actually have to – There's a, we have to cut it with a piano wire. Hmm. <laughs> And you cut it. And, you cut it in slices. Well, you've got the big. You've got like three or four of them still on the front. Those, yeah, those so are shrinking th- too. That's right. And they're all. And most of those. Are, most of those are gone. So we have a big oh, event. Yeah. So we have a big event called the Cheese Extravaganza, and we 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 load up the house with cheese. Yes. And it's and it's you know it's in it's in November, but yeah. but we have so in our store we have a big cheese event, and you know who doesn't like a cheese event. I don't want and, to think about a world without cheese. And it's free. And yeah. it's free. And yeah. just, and, but but so we'll have it again. We'll have we'll, we'll we've had it for eight years. Uh huh. And every year it gets better. And we have a wine and cheese cocktail party. How did that go? I heard it was crazy. They, they sell they, it. sells out. Yeah. Um, and uh, at the Southern it's, Hotel, it's, which is classy. It, it's they do. I mean, the Southern Hotel. If, you, uh, if, you've, if anybody's it. never been to the Southern Hotel, uh, it's like it's like Covington's. Um, I'm like their biggest cheerleader. They it 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 the. The people who put together the Sun Hotel Ugh. have done an, an outstanding. They've job. revitalized a city that was already pretty vital, but you know, it's I would say it's, it's it's probably one of the best things that happened in Covington in the past fifty years. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, yeah, really. But you know, I always say this to people who are looking for just like an overnight: don't go to Mississippi, go across the lake to Covington, check into the Southern Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't talk about Aquista Pace, but I do say go to Del Porto and Oxlot. I mean, we've got the world class dining. We, we do. do. It's great. You know, it's it's a great little place. One of these days, they're going to put in a really good sized restaurant, though, because <laughs> they have, you know, they have the the place where they do the on the weekends. They have the uh, the uh, uh, everything. Oxlot. Yeah. Oxlot. Yeah. We have to uh, take a break. Okay, well, yes. we'll just go ahead and do that. 260 We're yapping on with uh, Adam if you have a question for him. We haven't even started the champagne yet, so we'll, we have to get to that at some point. And Eric, call back. Mike, call, because I want to I wanna have uh, Adam talk to you. 260 wwl 105.3 FM HD2. The girls yes. you hear over in that corner Hi. include Marianne. And Marianne, and uh, Adam Aquista Pace is also here as we uh, start thinking about New Year's Eve, which is the first reason you would call uh, get a bottle of champagne. But uh, you also, you know, discover that everybody really loves champagne. They even, do. even when you have a, like a hotsy totsy uh, person who's really into heavy duty, serious uh, wine. Um, you don't have to impress them quite as much as you may think. Uh, even people who are 
have uh, that ambitiousness in their uh, wines, even they like champagne. I mean, and they, they'll never feel uh, ripped off or anything like that. So what do you have there? So I brought, I brought, three, <clears throat> different, I th- I brought three different sparkling wines. So, so um, I actually only brought one wine from Champagne. Okay. And the other, ah. and the other two are one is domestic and one is French. Okay. So, so if it's so, all of them are sparkling wine, but only Champagne is from right. is from Champagne. Right. Okay. Um, so the first wine I brought here is is well, this is one of my go to sparkling wines when people want they ask for something they want recommendations they want to buy cases of things. Uh-huh. I try to find out what they're looking for and how many people they're trying to feed. Uh huh. Um, so. So there's a, there's actually quite a few producers in this region, but I pick I always pick this one. It's called Lacanti. It's a Blanquette de Limo. Mm-hmm. So Blanquette, is, yeah, it's from where? It's from the south of France. Okay, That's from my the place yeah, in the world. from the from the Languedoc. So what's unique about this is they've actually been making sparkling wine in what we would consider the traditional method or the champagne method. For almost 500 years. Oh so that's gosh. like 100 yeah. years longer than You'd Champagne. You'd think they have oh it figured goodness. out by now. That's right. Dom Perignon came from here. So, uh-huh. so this, is the, this is like the original Champagne. These guys started the ball rolling. They, they, are, the, they are the ball. Um, okay. So, so, the, well, so the, the wine... Well, that's co- impressive. That's right. So, so, Blanc- so Blanquette is, uh, is a grape variety, is, an, is a local name for a grape variety that's called Mozac. The actual name is Mozac, but it's... A, but, Blanquette is what they call it because the the grape actually has a little bit of a looks like a white like a powdery whiteness on the outside hmm. of the grape and so it looks white so they so they call huh. it they call Blanquette. it Blanquette it's a white it's a white grape uh, but the wine has to be majority ma- the majority Mozac and it's a little bit of uh, it's got a little bit a little bit of Chardonnay and a little bit of Chenin Blanc but but this wine is clean and crisp and easy to drink. And it's and it's really let me tell you. So when when you say that that sparkling wine or champagne is is versatile, it may be the most versatile wine on the planet. I think yes, it is. You can have it. You can wow. have it with any. You can have it with just about anything. There is a sparkling wine that will pair with anything. It it tr- really does match everything. Yeah. So, Although I had this wine writer in from uh, he flew in. He was very proud of that. He went from. City to city, and he would uh, show off his wines. Anyway, uh, he was uh, always talking about the sparklers, too, and uh, how easy it is to get into them. This one really is. I like the color. It's it's very white. Got lots of bubbles. So um, let's see. You have some Chardonnay in here. You have some... There's actually yeah a little a little bit of Chenin Blanc so five Chenin. and five Chardonnay and, Chenin. Mm-hmm. and then uh, Mozac. Wait, let me see That's... if I can learn that lingo. Chardonnay Chenin. Chard- is that right? Yeah, Chen- so Chenin. So I can impress my friends. That's right. Chenin and Chard. Chenin and Chard. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like friends. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna impress people with that. Chenin and Chard. Okay, I like this. A lot of bubbles in it. I mean, not, that's not something you have to register particularly, but these are. Uh, Unusually, That's a high standard. No, nah, and, and the wine, and the I mean, the, and the wine's made. You know, the wine is in, is a brute style, so it's so it's pretty. What is so a brute style? So brute, so brute is, so for the so for the lay people, if it says extra dry on there, it's a little bit sweeter, and brute is drier than it's extra funny, dry. It's funny, isn't it? It, uh, it is. Ba- it, it, it is backwards. Totally backwards. Okay, it's, uh, so it's fun brute to is drier. Correct. Yeah. So you have so so if you think of a spectrum of okay. of 
of, uh, of sweetness to dryness. Okay. Brute is on the drier side of okay. that. Okay. It's on the other side of dry. Okay. Dry, it doesn't, dry doesn't translate well into English. So okay. dry is what we would consider a little bit sweet. Before huh, I keep you, uh, I, you escape from us, uh, this, this one that uh, you were pouring for us, um, what, what goes into this? Shannon and Chard. Shannon and Shannon, Chard. Shannon Blanc, Chardonnay, and Mozac. 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 I, I never heard it's of it. It's kind of a crazy indigenous grape Where variety. Where is it? What, what part of the world? It's France, south it's of France. France. Like, okay. Yeah, M-M-A-U-Z-A-C. Okay. Mozac. Wow, I like. uh, that's one. I'm gonna do some research Mozart. on that. It's not to, you know. It's, no, it's pretty cool. You know, I've I've never I've never had a, just a still wine made with Mozac. I'm sure I'm sure they're available, but man, it makes outstanding sparkling wine. Okay. It it has a lot of fruit in it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. almost want to say that it tastes a little sweet. Although I think I I was fooled by that. I I took a sip. And it did have what registered as a, a little, and these these guys usually are you know much sharper than that. Yeah, it but, could, I mean, I mean, obviously, I could be serving it a little <laughs> bit colder, a little bit colder. But so mm. when I think when I think of this wine, and like if I were to think like of a pairing, I think of this as like a great pairing with um, like if you're going to have cheese, like a real good triple cream or a brie, mm-hmm. and because the bubbles really really clean up your palate and and. And uh, and, it, and the wine still has, I mean, still has acidity, but uh, but it's good. The bubbles cleanse is a good palate cleanser. How much does this sell for? It's not very expensive, about twelve dollars a bottle. Oh, that's oh yeah. gosh, oh. it makes it better, tastes better when it's when it's priced <laughs> when things are priced right. Well, I don't know. Now that there's a dichotomy there, uh-huh. that also makes people think, ah, oh, well, it can't be worth that much. You, you know, know I mean? you know, it's true. But you know what? I, so so I teach so I teach some wine classes, and I do you know I do blind tastings and at home things and. And uh, and I will sometimes I'm, I'm kind of, I guess I'm giving away my secret a little bit, but sometimes I'll bring this wine and put it in a brown bag, and uh, people don't know what I'm bringing, and I'll just say, well, just taste it and tell me what you think, and give me give me a give me a price range, and almost always people think it think it think it from champagne, and they think oh well forty fifty bucks maybe it's just because I brought it that uh-huh. they think I'm going to bring something real fancy, uh-huh. but you know what as a but as a wine you know as a wine retailer and a wine buyer I I really try hard I'm, i guess more than hard to search for products and wines and spirits and beers or whatever that that really deliver for the for the price bang i probably the buck You're yeah I, bang I, for the buck. I probably i probably think much more about price than the consumer does i mean so i mean just like when you go into a restaurant you look at the restaurant from a different from a different angle i do the same thing when it comes to wine i'm i'm, I'm not a normal consumer anymore so when i lay wine yeah. out I taste, I taste, and I want to make sure that it's 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 made well for what it is, and and I want to make sure that it's a good value. I mean, there's a certain there's a certain amount of things that people will pay for. You know, provenance is provenance is important, um, but how much are you willing to spend for a label? And right. so so you know, right? It could be it could be a, 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 a well, I think signal of quality. Are- Willing to spend a lot for a label. They they are absolutely absolutely. Because in the end, they kind of are trying to impress their friends. They are, and I'm in the luxury goods business, so I under- yes, I, under- I understand that. Um, but at the same time, I want you know if somebody just wants this is like you could drink this every day. Yeah, you could. So we look, we try to find wine that that's not especially sparkling wine. That's not just for a special occasion. Sparkling wine is an everyday drinking wine. Provenance. Yes, sir. I've that rings a bell, but I can't remember what it is. So provenance is, a, is either a, either a place or and there used to be a there was a winery called provenance 
but the, it, it sounds familiar. Yeah. But, so the that terroir. Might be yeah, the place. Kind of where, you know, we know where it's from. If we're, if we're like throwing a, around things like, like Chard an, and Like Appalachian. Shannon. Yeah. So yeah. so think of like like yeah. the provenance. Champagne is a provenance, right. is a place. It's an right. Appala- it's an Appalachian. But it's so, also an Appalachian. Yeah, so so very so very important. I mean there's a reason why the the area of Champagne is delineated it's by soil, and so just like just like Burgundy, I mean these are these are physical physical features in the the topography the topography of the area the the aspect to the to the sun the drainage of the soil, um, you know when you know when people talk about where things are grown and why they're grown in certain places, you know there there's a lot of trial and error behind that. There's some science behind it too, and we you know the more that the more that we know about soil structures. Uh, we can plant grapes in better and better places, and it can, and you can you know science is helping us make better wine. But you know what? I'm sure it does. But when you think that this wine has been around for 500 years, they didn't have all that technology. They, they, didn't. Just they didn't. They just had to do the human thing. And I think and I think that's why a lot of the the great wine regions of the world, you know, they, they have they're using indigenous grapes. They're in some of these places, and they're passing down the skills from generation to generation to generation. Question for you about that: the people that you meet now in these regions, and and the growers and the manufacturers. I, I, I hate to use the word manufacturer. The wine making. That's fine. Okay, because it's not really manu. It's it's very skill, but um, are they? Are they like their ancestors, or are they have they gotten so far away from just the actual instinct that their forefathers had, or are they relying too much on science now? That's a great. That's a great question. Well, uh, they usually are. No. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I see both actually. Do you? I do. I see both. Uh-huh. I see both. So I go, I go travel. I go travel around. Because it's easy to to rely on the technology. Yeah, and you know, I, I think I think the great I think great winemakers are using technology to help them make better and cleaner and cleaner wine. But but let me tell you, there is a there is a trend, and that is kind of going back to the roots. Well, there of, should be because things. it's been around for millennia, so there can't be all wrong. That's right, but you know, you but, know? but but there but there has been a little bit of a mo- of movement, like a natural wine movement, which I understand the, the the I guess the concept of. But to me, it's about making you know clean wine. So if if, if technology allows us to, you know, to clean up the to clean up the wine, I mean, look, just look, you go to hospital, hospitals are clean. You know, okay. you go, what, you go what back. What does that mean, clean wine? What so, does that mean? Yeah, so so you may you know there's. You may not want uh, bacteria, yeah, bacteri- or, or bacterial fun- spoilage, or, or fungus. a funny taste. Oh, well, I guess yeah. Every right. now and then, you get a funny <laughs> there taste. There are those things yeah. from the medieval I, times that we don't want. You're right. I've had yeah. some. I've had some. I've had some very interesting wines <laughs> under the name of uh, uh, under the religion of natural, okay. natural, <laughs> natural wine. Did you get sick mm. after? No, that? <laughs> no, no. You know, for me, it's about. I just like to taste. I like to taste things, and I try to just appreciate them for what they are. But look, I've I've met some. I've met some people who are who are very. Who are very deep into things like biodynamics, which is like organic on steroids, uh-huh. and uh, and have and make some and make some outstanding wine. And though, so in France, they, the the concept is called lut raisonné. So it is like the reasoned, the reasoned struggle or the reasoned fight. Oh, so there is like a thing about this. Yeah. So they focus. Uh-huh. So so if they need to use something, mm. whether it be a little bit of sulfur addition to keep you know. You know, they're trying to keep prevent things like bacterial spoilage. Yeah. I mean, who wants a bacterial spoilage yeah. in your wine? Seriously. Oh gosh, I love them. It's bacterial anything. <laughs> and I, That's right. I spread them on certain kinds of breads Toast, that yes. I have made for me in ook. Yeah. 
Gazumbo. <laughs> I gotcha. And uh, also, we we got we, we were so impressed by it that it, we made it our wedding uh, <laughs> uh, uh, wine, and it was uh, let's see, or oh wait 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 no, it was actually uh, the wines of Spain, which are among oh, yeah, we did have that. the did best have that. Uh, value for wine, especially bubbly wine. Yes. Uh, but it's you almost feel like you're stealing from somebody when you when you have uh, Italian wine. Uh, excuse me, uh, Spanish, Spanish wines. Yeah, what is, are all of these French that you have? Here? They're not. They're not. Okay. I have two French, and I actually brought I brought Schramsberg from California. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure you've had. I'm sure you've had Schramsberg. That's, uh, that's an offbeat kind of a thing. Kind of res, res, uh, wait a minute, from the dead. You hit rose yeah. from the dead. Uh-huh. So. I mean, so Schramm, I mean, Schramsberg to me is you know it's one of the it's one of the best domestic producers of, Where of, spark, are they? of sparkling wine. California, Napa, Napa. I was going to say, I'm not sure. Let's see. These are Healdsburg. I don't know where all the fruit comes. I'm not. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not sure where all the fruit comes from. I know it's all from North Coast, but I'm, uh-huh. they may be in both. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So, Tom, is there a, a paper towel roll there so we can clean up these uh, glasses for the next one? Oh, we should take a break. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. If you want to talk to Adam Pace, he's our guest in the studio, and we are we are talking about sparkling wines and bubbly. We're talking about bubbly for the season that you can know about and impress your friends. 2606368 is the number you're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. And uh on the other side of the table from me is Adam Aquistapace who is uh the man who uh controls no, wait a minute. That seems a little over the top. <laughs> no, I think that's uh, accurate. Guy who's really active uh, about making a, not just a wine store, uh, but to uh, something that uh, redefines, in some cases, the wine world where we uh, live. Because there's lots of wine there. And also, uh, just to make sure that enough other things are uh, compared with that, there's lots of cheese, too. Tons of and, cheese. And, and uh, so it all comes there's together. There's a lot of groceries, too. Yeah. But, a lot of groceries. two brothers. And it's a good grocery store, too. They, they do their, their thing, their respective things. <laughs> Let's go to Sal. Does Sal have a question for Adam? Let's find out. He's over here. So, uh, Sal, welcome to the food show. Thank you so much. I do have a question for Adam. And, Adam, first of all, I'm really enjoying your presentation and the expertise balanced with a very practical uh, approach really refreshing thank you sometimes you get experts that um, very you know make you feel very intimidated and I feel very comfortable listening to you uh, do this presentation but I did want to uh, I think I may have uh, tuned in a little into the uh, presentation but what is the name of that wine or the champagne that you were uh, describing with Chenin Blanc and so, so the Chard and Shannon. Yeah, Chard, Shannon, and Malzac. Yeah, so the the one the particular one that I have right here is called Licanti. It's L apostrophe C O N T I. That's a beautiful. Uh, it is a beautiful wine, and it looks like yeah. what it is—a five hundred year old label. It, you know. Yeah. And you said that was twelve dollars at your store. It's about twelve bucks. Yeah, it's not very expensive. Well. I'm probably going to go get a bottle in a little while. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I Good appreciate choice. that. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you for your comment. I appreciate that. Lacanti. Well, he's too young to be a real snob, you know? Well, you know, I'm I'm learning just like you guys. <laughs> really. That's the truth. 
both of these young men are, Can and push I push that, that over towards Both me. of these guys are really into what they do. They've grown up in the business, and who needs to be a snob anyway? Don't really, need yeah. you know. I agree. I agree. Uh, once again, I, I'm confronted by a wine that uh, I'm kind of surprised that I don't have a recollection of it uh, or anything. But well, nobody in fact, can know all of them. No, but it w- would be fun to try. <laughs> anyway, we, are we going to get some of this before we We already leave? just, we had that. Oh, Let's see, he's going to pop oh, another one. Let's was do the, tra- the trans yes, sir, first. Was, no was, wonder Sal, I Sal, like are you that. still there? Sal, you're there? I think he's gone. Okay, let's pop the sham- okay. Schramsberg. Yeah, so this is Schramsberg. This I is, love to hear champagne pop. Yeah, this this one is this is from California. So this wine is uh, is 100% Chardonnay. Okay. So which is which is traditional. So in France, <laughs> is that right? Is that well, right? in France, so in, in Champagne, so there's really there's three grape varieties that are that we would consider the most important in Champagne. Chardonnay, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier. Pinot Meunier, that was the one that I was trying to get around when you were mentioning another one here. I didn't know yeah, there were that many Pinot. Pinots. I thought there yeah, was Pinot well, Pinot. Well, so what's, what's interesting is they're the, like Pinot Noir, mm-hmm. Pinot Grigio, and Pinot Blanc mm-hmm. are are actually all of the they're, – they're all the same. They all share, share the same DNA. The difference is there's a mutation in the skins. So if you were to – when you pull all those skins off, all the wines are very – they're very they're very similar. So some of those can actually um, spontaneously mutate in the in the vineyard. So those oh, wines, really? so all those wines are very are very closely related. Uh-huh. And so Pinot Noir is also a thin skin grape, but really it's about the it's about it's a mutation in the skin and in the in the skin color. Pinot Meunier is actually yeah. not I've never even heard of that. is not the same is not part of that group. Just it shows up in Champagne though, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So yeah. Pinot Meunier. So in just real briefly in general. Chardonnay and Champagne, some of the, you know, is a little bit more austere, a little bit more long-lived wines. Pinot Noir, uh, a little bit more fruity, um, adds a little, you know, add, adds a little fruitiness to the wine. Pinot Meunier is like the little kid in uh, in Champagne. So it's just, it adds some, it adds life to the wine. Huh, so those okay. wines drink, they often drink better younger. I mean, the majority of the grapes grown in Champagne are actually red. And so when you crush the grapes and you pull the skins off, then you have a white, mm-hmm. a white, a white wine. But in this case, so they truthfully put on this label, Schramsberg Blanc de Blanc. So it means white, white from white. So they're actually using white grapes. Um, you know, sometimes I'll run across something that says Blanc de Blanc has got red grapes in there. So they may be just trying to use the, use the name. Uh, because in is in that ca- something that's desirable, blanc de blanc. Well, it depends on what you're looking okay. for. Um, oh. So mm-hmm. it's, you just know that it's going to be made from white grapes. So, but but notice on this label, even though it's made the same way that they make champagne, and it even says method traditional on here, the wine is is uh, the the you can't say champagne on a wine. Right. So right. prior prior to I think it was March of 2006, if you had the the name champagne on your label and you're from California, you got to keep it, but you had to call it something like California Champagne because because Champagne is an actual place. So there's a delineated area. And so provenance. Yeah. Yeah. And so but we 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 use it as a general as a general term for sparkling wine. So for me, it's completely acceptable to call any sparkling wine champagne. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm not going to you know, I'm not going to correct you and say, oh, well, this isn't. But but I, I may, if you ask, I'll. I may. I may try to help educate you yes. on the like on the aisle, and same thing with our staff. We want you to 
I want you to ma- I want you to make sure that when you go when home, you're trying to impress your friends. Yeah, you when don't you sound go like home, a fool. that's right. When you go home, you've got some ammunition for for Christmas for the Christmas holidays. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll open this one up here. Okay. You know why? Uh, to me, there's there's Ooh, one white wine that is I, I find a little puzzling because it has qualities that I don't find in really anything else. One of which is sweetness. Uh, the the wines of from the Loire Valley, which is which is a different animal to me. Yeah. So yeah. so 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 it's interesting. You say you say so. The previous wine we had Chenin Blanc, and they do, they grow Chenin Blanc in the in the in the Loire. Yeah. And a lot of the big wines from from the Loire are often dry, and we can very very. But every know, now and then, it's so but, right down the middle, sweet. Yeah, that's right. So you find like uh, Vouvray. Vouvray. So, so Vouvray. Vouvray is kind of like a chameleon. I know it's not part of the topic, but Vouvray is like the chameleon wine. Vouvray. Vouvray. It's a place. So Vouvray is a is a is a little town on the Loire River. So it's heading. It's it's heading. So for it, we're I like this better. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a good wine. So yeah. if we're paddling, if we're paddling up up the Loire River. Have you ever done that? From I have not, but okay. from the Atlantic. I want to do that. It's going to be up about halfway up the river. I, I hear it's just a beautiful it trip is. to do. The whole, the the whole area is, is heaven. France is beautiful. There's a lot of there's a lot of beauty over there. But the but Chenin but Chenin Blanc is the is the great variety in Vouvray and you can make it sweet, you can make it dry, you can make it sparkling and I every love this. And everywhere in between. But this wine here is is a Blanc de Blanc, 100% Chardonnay. Um, Which is surprising because I it, don't like Chardonnay. It smells like it spends a little time in wood. It does. It does. Let me ask you a really stupid question. Yes. When you Anything. pop, when you pop the top on sparkling wine, yes, it smokes. What is that? It's carbon. It's carbon. It's, it's car- the, carbon dioxide. Okay. Carbon dioxide releasing. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know the <laughs> science. I don't know the science behind it. But look, I'm going to give everybody a little bit of a tip when you open up a sparkling wine. Okay. So you always want to when you when you take off the top of the we'll call it the the capsule. So even even you know champagnes will have a capsule. Once you take that the wrapper off the mm-hmm. top, what you want to do is you want to put your hand over the top and you want to un I guess uh, unscrew the the um, the cage. You want to oh, okay. you, yeah. So so one of the things is a, pe- a lot of people have anxiety when they go open up a bottle of wine because they're scared. They don't ah! It's the truth. Full. Because yeah. well, well, people are scared they're going to knock somebody's eye out. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, that that that, that, that if you just pop that cork, yeah. oh, it could be coming out like seventy yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. You really take somebody's eye yeah, out. Yeah, you could. Actually. So, so one of the one of the tricks is is you want to keep your actually your hand over the top of the of the of the bottle and hold the cage, mm-hmm. and don't take the cage off. Leave the cage on. Okay. And you grab the cage in the in the cork at the same time, and firmly. You don't twist the cork in the cage. You twist no. the you twist the bottle. You hold it in place huh. okay. and mm. you twist the bottle slowly, slowly. as it releases as, as the cork releases out. But w- one of the other important things you want to do is you want to leave it at a 45 degree angle. If you leave it at a 45 degree angle and you pull this and you and you pop Wait, the cork off. Tell me how to do yeah. it. You're going to Duck. Sure. I mean, All right. Educated. Uh, so okay. as, you, as, if, as you leave it as a forty-five de- degree angle, that's what will help prevent. Well, you want to take the you want to take the cage off. Okay. Oh, I do want to take. Oh, the absolutely. Cage off. You, yeah, well, you want to take the top the off. T- yeah, and you want to unscrew the cage. Yeah, we want when okay. When you say cage, though, I'm thinking that the cage is that wire thing. Yeah, the yeah. wire. Yeah. Okay. So you just want to. So us- you want you want me to take the the actual. You want it to look just like this. Right. So what you want 
I, I should take the wrapper off. The wrapper, that's said. correct. Okay, yes, ma'am. So I'm sorry. The wrapper off. All right. Now I'm going to do the cage. You want to? Yeah. So at a 45. Well, hold on. You want to undo? The, you want to? You want to unscrew? Oh, I do want to unscrew yeah. the little cage. But okay. keep your but keep your hand over the top while you do it. Okay. So I want to unscrew it a little bit. And here is how I'm you not should. It at eye. <laughs> here is now how oh, you. Mike's on the phone. You Let's see sure if I can get this. You, you pulled the. Uh, you, you unscrewed this. I'm I'm unscrewing it. No, no. Unscrew the cage. This part. Just the cage. This part right here. Okay. Right. Oh, unscrew the cage. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. So I just untrue. Oh, okay. So I loosen it a little bit. You loosen it all the way. All the way. All the okay. way. All right. All right. I'm ready. And, Am I and ready? You- ah! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Adam, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I didn't have that in right. front of you. You're okay, right. that was not You're what right. you do. That's we need right. it. That is not hey, we what need, you do. That's we need what a, a real we'll have a class. neophyte does. <laughs> we need a glass for the oh, ceiling gosh. over here. There's no way I could impress my friends after that. Ugh. That's Gosh. right. We'll do it. We'll, we'll do it again. <sighs> Adam, I'm sorry. I, I, no, it's fine. Like he's well, red. He's scared. No, I'll blame it's fine. Him. <laughs> if here's Ugh. here's a way of opening up a champagne bottle that you should never ever do, no matter what. What chef. I just did. You should never no do matter. what I just did. And I'm talking about the guys that have the bottle of champagne and they have a either scared a sword myself. or a, a French carving oh, knife. Oh yeah, have you ever and done that? They put the flat side of the the blade right up against the bottle. And they they hold it exactly the way you just uh, yeah. described, yeah. and uh, they kind of slide it along the uh, the yeah. uh, the get the neck off get yeah. the neck well the worse than that get getting off the uh, the uh, the it's lo- sort they of like. It. The whack it, they but but it. but it's just like like sort of yeah. sliding yeah, along. Right. Uh-huh. Like, that's how they have say. You ever done how you, that, Alan? I have not. I'm not. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Don't I'm, even I'm not, think about I'm not it. that brave. You know, if, because <laughs> have if you I ever did seen it, it done? I have. But if I did it, I would probably end up in the hospital. Okay, it, I'm it, fairly have, certain. And you've seen someone do it successfully? Yes. Yes, I but I, oh no, I have seen. Chefs used to do it a lot just to show off, but but don't you know? No matter what you've read about this, do not do this. At home. Don't try this at home. No. It's one of those things that is better in the movies because the movies is totally bogus. Let's go to Ron yeah. the Gourmet Waiter. Ron the Gourmet Waiter. Good afternoon. Hi. How is everyone? Hey. We are. Well, a couple uh, of us an... are terrified from just a minute ago, but now we're better. I but... wanted to talk a little bit about carbonation because I've got a homemade beer background and I've also made wine and I've also made champagne. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, um, and one of the things is is that you've got to be very careful because I was at a party one time, and your guest is correct. When I was opening a bottle of wine, and this was before I became a waiter and learned how to do it, as soon as I loosened the foil a little bit, there was so much pressure in the bottle that the whole cork and the cage shot up and hit the ceiling. Uh And I was really glad that I had that angled away from anyone on purpose because that could have hurt somebody. Yes. Yeah, Adam God is still. No, I'm I'm on one. board. I've I've uh, I've seen I've seen flying I've seen flying corks, and it's uh and it's, it's not a, a good thing. deal. It it could be dangerous. Anyway, there are several methods of carbonation, and I want to encourage your guest to talk about that. I know he knows about it. One of the ways is actually to take a little bit of sugar and to put that in the bottom of a champagne bottle or a wine bottle. And then put a little bit of yeast in there also. Correct. And then you take the wine and you put the wine in the bottle and then you're going to cork it or cap it. And what's going to happen is a secondary fermentation is going to take place in the bottle. That's correct. It does create a touch more alcohol, but it also creates CO2. 
and that CO2 is going to be up at the top in the airspace. But once you take this and this has this carbonation, this fermentation has occurred, which will take about a week. Then what I do is I take this bottle of wine and I put it in the refrigerator because now that we've we've built up this carbonation, we need to get it to go inside the wine. And that's what that's what we're going to make our sparkling wine out of. And when you put it in the refrigerator, because cold beverages accept carbonation much better than warm beverages, that's why a beer goes flat when it's warm. Right. It's the opposite. So you're going to put this in the fridge, and that carbonation that's up there at the neck is actually going to work its way into the liquid. Yes. And uh, that's, that's what makes the bubbles. The other method is to do it commercially on a very large scale where the whole batch is carbonated. And then the product is then just put in bottles and, and capped. Anyway, I'd like to hear your guests talk about that. Uh, yeah, so you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right. So there are there are multiple methods of of carbonation, and so this method uh, that you're talking about is actually called the traditional method or the champagne method, uh, where you yes, do champenois. yeah method champenois, where you're actually you're so because the the the, the formula for for fermentation is uh, is yeast and alcohol, and it equals you know, carbon dioxide, heat, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, yeast and, yeast plus sugar is equal to carbon dioxide, heat, and alcohol. So the heat dissipates, and uh, the alcohol uh, is created, and then the carbon dioxide either dissipates or is trapped. In this case, it is, it's trapped, it's trapped in the bottle. Um, so mm-hmm. the other, I mean, the other, I guess, important method of carbonation would be the the Charmat method. I mean, they do do a transfer method, but Charmat is what, what a lot of times people often see for things like, uh, um, like Prosecco. So. I want to talk about Prosecco. You guys yeah. are getting too geeky. <clears throat> Sorry. All right. Okay. Come on. Anything I else? I sent you an email, Marianne. Everything's good uh, on that date. And okay. uh, great show as always. Thanks. Thank okay. You. Thank you. All right. This one is yellowish. Yes. Okay. Tell us about this one. Yeah, so 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 uh, so Schramsberg, hundred percent, hundred percent Chardonnay. Uh, smells like it's got a little bit of maybe a little bit of barrel fermentation. Maybe spend a little time on the on its yeast. So in general, when you age a white wine, it will move to the color of of kind of bronzing up a little bit or yellow yellow okay. up a little bit. Uh-huh. And um, in this case, I don't know the I don't know the age of this wine. Um, it maybe I think it is vintage. But I could be mistaken. Yeah, that's uncommon, though. Yeah. Uh, so, so it would, it's a blanc de blanc, though. You've got that. Yeah. So we know it's 100% Chardonnay, and it, but it, so if it's a non-vintage, it'd be a blend of vintages, and you could get a little bit of that. If it is a vintage champagne, then it every then, then the wine's going to come from a particular uh, particular vintage. But um, what but does I'm not that sure. Sell for? Uh, it's a, so so Schramsberg is about thirty uh, between where you buy it between thirty three and forty dollars a bottle. But it is. But it. I would. I would put it. I would put it on par with. Um, with you know, if you want, if you like champagne, and you want, and you want to get a domestic version of good champagne, uh-huh. I think. I mean, we have a lot of good champ, good, good sparkling <laughs> wines from from um, like even California. Actually, some good even spark- California. Even California. Yeah, that's you know, right. New Mexico. New Mexico. How gr- about gr- Schramsberg? Yeah, Schramsberg. Very good. Yeah, it's Schramsberg has all the trappings. Of a champagne, of just it it looks the it looks same. like a it looks I like really a champagne, but like it is it. actually a, a something that is made in California. Yeah, right. That's right. You know, we we uh, I Tom jokes about me having an innate instinct for the most expensive of everything, and it's funny because 
I'm very impressed with this really ancient one that you brought for twelve dollars. Yeah. But I don't like it nearly as well as the Schramsberg. Right. I understand. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I guess you're right, Tom. I do have a taste for the more expensive one. I would definitely go for the Schramsberg. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, there's a Chardonnay. well. There's a lot more winemaking that goes in that goes into this wine. Uh-huh. Um, the fermentation process would be the same, but there's. I mean, this wine. It feels it it, t- it tastes it, it tastes like it's it's, it's been some time yeah it's been some time really in barrel like on the leaves I really like it wait it's like oh gosh oh it's we're coming up you to have the to end stay, of the news Adam, because we're not even close to being done okay. and uh, we have the whole uh, news wow. uh, you, to come out but uh, everybody stay here we have more of the food show and the and the wine show too I guess without him a quiz to pace so stay tuned and it's also cold outside so you may as well stay inside yeah we'll be back with more of it in a moment after first if you will this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.